welcome to You Dive Deep, where we dive into a single question each week and navigate through this tough thing we call life. Come on, let's dive in. Season two of You Dive Deep continues with our great lineup of guests. We are diving into my past, actually, as I introduce a high school friend. Ansu, how are you doing today? I'm good, Tommy. I am so excited to have you on. I know I say that literally every episode. So whenever I listen back, I'm like, I have to say something else. But no, I'm not going to because it's just like my natural reaction and response. So everything's organic. But before I, you know, continue babbling like I already have been, Ansu, I just want to ask, can you introduce yourself a little bit so my amazing listeners who unfortunately may not know you get to know you a little bit more? Sure. Yeah. So my name is Ansu, obviously. Um, I'm a fourth year optometry student at the Pennsylvania College of Optometry. And and I'm in my last year of rotations, and then I'm graduating in about three weeks from now. Yay! So I'll soon be a doctor of the eyes. <laughs> that is absolutely amazing. And oh my gosh, yes. when I was like <laughs> reaching back out to you just to see if you had time in the back of my head, I was like, she's doing like really successful stuff right now. So she has no time to talk to me. But literally, it's been I don't even think it's been a little bit over 24 hours since I even attempted to have you on. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I can get on. I'm like, that's literally Ansu yeah. in a nutshell. But Ansu, another fun question to kind of ask is I know you kind of gave a general overview of what you do, but how would your friends describe who you are? <laughs> My friends. Oh, so my friends, there's my friends at school. And then there's my family that's known me forever, like my cousins and stuff. They probably would describe me as a little ditzy, honestly. And that's not to like call myself stupid, but like I'm a little bit, I think I just like to have fun. You're about to be on doctor. I don't think you're going to convince anyone that. Right. Well, that's the thing though. They'd be like, well, you know, she's really smart. Like she's smart when it comes to school, which I would disagree with on a certain level. But then they're like, but she's really like dumb too. Like straight smarts, none, none of that. <laughs> none of the common sense stuff. So that's probably, I mean, but you know, at the same time, I think they would describe me as someone to rely on someone to have fun with. Like you can call me, we'll have a good laugh, have a good time, keep things lighthearted. So I would hope that's how people see me. I think that's how they'd describe me. I would 100% agree. Uh, one, So when I was thinking of the people that I want to bring on for season two, I think the common theme that I'm definitely going to have is just people that not just I admire, but like close friends that I want to reconnect with. And Ansu, I know I mentioned right when I was introducing you, we knew each other in high school, of course. And one of the things that definitely like gravitated towards you too is you have this like when people describe me and I'll ask you too of course people say oh yeah Tommy he has a lot of energy mm -hmm. he's optimistic but I could literally use those same exact mm -hmm. words for you so like going school I was like she literally oh. like this it's so hard to explain like your smile though right like you're literally like the ha like maybe you're like what are you talking about Tommy that was like 10 years ago I'm a nuance now but for me I'm like the happiest person ever so like she'll walk into a room and like it's like in the movie like the <laughs> the filter of the movie changes. Now everything is brighter. It's it's yellow. Everyone is smiling. I'm just like, oh, that's awesome. She just has oh this optimistic God. energy that just makes you happy. So how would you describe, or actually, I, I usually try to introduce ourselves and what our relationship is, but I'm going to kind of put that responsibility onto you. Ooh, I'm uh -huh. sneak attacking you with this question. But Ansa, how would you say what our relationship was in high school? Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> sneak attack. Honestly, 
honestly, Tony, I feel like we bounced off of each other so well because you were the great above me. But like, on, I don't even remember how we met. Like, maybe it was through like musical stuff. Maybe it was in a class. I don't even remember how we met. But I feel like that thing about energy is so true. Like, we just kind of attracted to each other in that way where we're like, that guy's cool. That girl's cool. Like, we just kind of bounced off of each other's optimism and energy and positivity that we're like, yeah, sometimes it can be too much, right? It can be too overwhelming. But I feel like we had a good balance. We had a good rapport. We kept things lighthearted. We like also, it's so weird. And I was going through our messages like from the past. So when you just messaged me recently, but then before that, I was just looking at our conversations on Facebook and we had that <laughs> back and forth of like, of, and there was you being like, and so I know we tease each other all the time, but like, I love you, man, you know? So we had that like quick back and forth rapport but then we also had this genuine like care and love for each other, you know, as friends. So I think that, that's what it was. Like, that's what I remember our relationship to be. Just like Tommy was someone I could go to. He could make me laugh. We could have a good time together. And like that was, you know, go home and then come back to you with the next day. You know, that, that's kind of what I what my memory is of it. And then, of course, the office. But <laughs> so this right here is why I kind of put the ball on Ansu's court, because I was like, she will be so much like she'll articulate it so much better than I can. But not just that it's so right but also it contextualizes how smart you are like there are definitely times we definitely overlapped classes too and I am definitely not the smartest person but I felt like I was definitely taking like those honors AP classes as well but now here's someone who's a grade below me who's just like in the same class I'm like oh yep yep if anyone's gonna be a doctor it's gonna be Ansu and it's gonna be <laughs> awesome but I feel like a lot of the times people are saying well of course yeah Tommy's energetic and happy Ansu's energetic and happy that's not and once again correct me if I'm wrong I feel like that's not as typical as it normally is, at least in a high school setting. Yeah. Everyone is usually filled with angst, yeah. a lot of uh, nervous energy. Uh -huh. The hormones are going right. everywhere. And then there's literally Ansu, like a Disney character, walking in and be like, hey, how's everyone doing? Everything is, I don't know if you drank coffee in high school or what it was. I know I didn't. I still don't drink coffee, but I mean, as a doctoral student, I feel like you have to have right. your dose of caffeine. Right. But in high school, it's that's what it, that's what I mean. There was There was something a little bit different about you. I was like, wow this wholesome energy like I want that and like it's almost like that old saying like you want to pick your friends that will like ch not challenge you but make you want to be a better person I was like sure. that's Ansu oh and that's exactly gosh. who that is and so I really appreciate not just the quick turnaround time of you being on here but just the fact that we're just catching up is just so much fun but I feel like the question that we kind of ultimately fell on to kind of be the quote-unquote topic of our episode couldn't be any more perfect because we can continually mm -hmm. catch up but also try to contextualize what the question is at hand and so on so this is the fun part where I finally get to ask you what is adulting okay so adulting I have to confess I cheated a little bit right like I looked it up before <laughs> Oh, Just no, that's to... called research. You know, doctoral <laughs> Ansu showing up again. Probably the most prepared person I've ever had. Well, okay, let's be careful here, because when I say looked it up, I mean, like, Urban Dictionary looked it up, right? Like, I didn't go to <laughs> Merriam-Webster and didn't do any of that. I, I think, it's, but, like, the main takeaway I had from that definition is, like, somebody who's, you know, trying to take on the responsibilities of, of an adult, but usually the person is adulting 50% of the time or less, like, less than 50% of the time. So you're not even doing those adult <laughs> things, which is why you still use the term adulting, <laughs> because you're not quite there yet. To me, I'm like, okay, adulting is, you still 
feel young at heart, young in the mind. You're kind of like, I still feel like I'm 17 figuring out the world, but all of a sudden I have bills to pay. All of a sudden I have rent. All of a sudden I have maybe a future to think about, a future life to think about. I'm looking at a five-year plan. Like, what are these things, right? You're kind of in this weird transition gray area where you're like, wait, but I'm still a kid and I don't know how the world works. But at the same time, I'm expected to come to work every morning on time. I'm supposed to like do all these things that where did these responsibilities come from? Do you know what I mean? So uh, that's kind of what I think adulting is. You're just all of a sudden have these responsibilities and you're expected to kind of upkeep them, but you're still in this mindset of, I have no idea what anything is right now. Who gave me these responsibilities and why? (laughs) It's almost the perfect embodiment of, hey, I didn't ask for this. It just kind of happens. And Uh I feel like the one really fun thing that I've realized now that I'm much closer to 30 than I was to 20 Mm -hmm. is... My parents didn't have it figured out. My uncle, my aunts, the adults that I saw when I was an adolescent or younger, I just assume, oh, what they say was law. I mean, that's mom, that's dad, that's that's an (laughs) adult person. They know what's going. They have all the answers. But now being at that same age or like whatever, now being known as, oh, yeah, that's an adult guy. I'm like, excuse me, excuse me. (laughs) What are you talking? I'm not a mister. I'm still a boy. But no, it's (laughs) like looking behind your shoulder. Like, are you talking to him back there? Because, you know, you're not talking to me. Dude, I just got out of college and I look, I'm like, oh, dude, that was like five years ago. This is bad. (laughs) Right. And so what I also did, too, I did some research. But before I kind of unveil what I kind of figured out or maybe some things that might be a good baseline for us to even discuss is I don't know about you, Mm -hmm. but during my research, I found a lot of hostility when it came to this word. A lot of people were complaining Mm. on how cringy the word is. And then it almost kind of became this battle, I guess guess against generations a lot of people were making comments like oh millennials are so immature that's how the word was kind of conceived and things like that or this coin term is so dumb and things and I kind of sat there and I wasn't surprised but I was just like why are people getting so fired up about a word and I almost thought it was like an excuse for them to continue to attack quote-unquote millennials or any kind of generation for that exactly it's like oh that's so dumb whereas Mm -hmm. like for us now being a when that whole Tide Pod thing came out, like, oh, wow, Gen Zers, what are they doing? They're so dumb. But then I'm sitting here and be like, I know that's not actually what is happening, but it's kind of funny to almost kind of see them be like, oh, don't you want to pick on the generation below you now, millennials? And we're like, no, not really. Right. Like, let right. them be them. TikTok is weird. I don't get it. But like, I'm not going to trash on people who like TikTok. <laughs> but I just thought it was really, really weird. But are you surprised by the hostility of that word adulting? Or do you even kind of understand why people might kind of see that as like a cringy term. You know, it's so funny when you say that, like the fact that we, because there, I think there is some truth to it, right? Like we kind of haven't really grown up yet, maybe in the same way that our parents' generation did. But I think for me, it's a little bit different, right? Because my parents immigrated here from India. So they had to grow up, like they had no other choice. They had to kind of like find a job. They had kids. They had to figure all that Mm -hmm. out on their own. My mind kind of works at like 100 miles an hour sometimes. So part of me is like, there's truth to this. Our parents grew up quicker than us. But then we've kind of been the other side of it is we've had social media where we're seeing people older than us, younger than us. We're following all kinds of timelines, right? So we relate to people a little bit older. We relate to people a little bit younger. So we're kind of stuck in this like plus minus five year age gap where we haven't really grown up. We haven't really, you do know what I mean? We're in this age gap 
of social media where we think we're super young. We think we're a little bit older than we are, maybe. But then on the flip side of that, even my parents who came here had to get a job responsibility, just like you were saying, there's no one like they may now think, oh, we had it all figured out. We had to do things on our own. But at 30 or close to 30, they probably were also like, I'm a kid. What am I doing in America? Like, I don't know what to do. I guess I'll go to this job, do what my boss tells me to do and then go home and like, maybe I have a kid, got to feed the kid, you know, like they were kind of figuring out, they didn't really have it all together yet either. Do you know? So I think as we get older, our perception of ourselves changes. So maybe at 50 now or 50 or 60, they're kind of like, oh, I knew it all along when in reality, they were just as confused as we were maybe around this age, maybe, you know, so I think there's truth to it. But I also think there's like a misperception of who you were when you were younger. So I don't even know if that really addresses the question you asked, but that's kind of where my mind was going while you were asking it. Well, first of all, when you said my mind is working at like a hundred miles an hour, I felt that spiritually. So that's why I love you so much because I feel seen when I talk to you. I'm like, oh, she's cut from the same same cloth I am. So Ansu and I are essentially the same person. So this is great. Right, right. <laughs> but uh, kind of similar to what you said, I didn't even think about that. And I think it's really beautiful that you brought it up. My parents were also immigrants and they had me mm-hmm. when they were very young. So I felt like they were forced mm-hmm. to mature at a very, very early age mm-hmm. because now like I kind of popped out, probably ruined whatever plan they had, I'm sure. And they're like, all right, now we have to work multiple jobs. We have to put our dreams and whatever on pause to kind of provide a good life for our kid now. And I feel like that maturation process or maybe even the word maturity is very, very closely linked to adulting. But one of the phrases Mm -hmm. that I saw, it was actually kind of a definition proposed by Randy Patterson, and he's the author of How to Be Miserable, which is a cool book that I feel like I should probably read. I don't really need to know how to be miserable, though. I feel like I kind of have that on lock. Not really. (laughs) Right. right? All millennials are like, oh, is this your first time? (laughs) I I feel like that's what millennials have on lock is like that self-deprecating humor. But anyway, The way that Randy Patterson defined adulting was a casual and somewhat self-deprecating way of talking about activities that involve taking charge of one's life and implicitly recognizes the temptations to do things more like a child would do, which we could all relate to. What are your thoughts on that breakdown of his definition? So when you say that, it's almost like that self-deprecating is so I don't know where that comes from for a generation, but it's so true. It's so deep because It's almost like we, just in case we fail at whatever we set out to do in our adulthood, we're like, oh, but that's because I was adulting, you know? And there's that temptation of like, okay, if I fail at doing it, it's because I was still a child. Like I find myself even now, so like you were saying, closer to 30, I keep saying to even my patients that I see in clinic, right? Like, oh, I'm a student or I'm like two weeks away from graduation. I'm like, oh, but I'm a student. The doctor's coming in. Like, dude, I'm going to have to make my own decisions at this next job in the next month. You know what I mean? (laughs) So, well, who am I kidding first? while saying I'm a student for two more weeks. So I'll say a lot of the times like, oh, I've been in, this is not to my patients. This is maybe to people like in my life, like friends, family. I'm like, oh, I've been a student for eight years, right? Well, eight plus high school (laughs) through preschool, right? So I'm like, I'm a a professional student. student. I'm a professional student. So I've been a student for so long. I haven't needed to really, yeah, I've like had rent because I've been on different locations. I've lived at school, I've dorms. So I've had different little responsibilities, but I haven't owned anything, right? Like I haven't needed to buy a house or buy this or buy that. So I rely on this, like, oh, I'm still a student. So like, I'll figure it out once I am actually in this adult phase of my life with an actual job. Like, yeah, I've had a part-time job before, 
but I don't really give myself that like, oh, I've been in the workforce. I've had a paid position. Do you know what I mean? I rely on this like, oh, I'm still a student. Like I'm still a kid, but no, you're 27. Mm -hmm. Like you're not a kid. You're not, you're an adult, like fully functioning for five plus years now, you know? So I feel like that's what that quote is getting at, you know, I don't know if it's a generational thing. I don't know why that, where that comes from, but that's definitely there of like, you want, you give into that temptation of like, oh, like I said, just in case I fail in the future, just in case things don't go right. Or somebody kind of sees through you, you're like, oh, well, you know, I haven't been adulting for so long. You know, that's why. So that's kind of my take on that. No, absolutely. And I feel like that was really well put together because just the term itself is so silly. So I think the next way I wanted to kind of dive in with you is where it comes to trying to figure out exactly where the term was coined. You know, the internet being the internet, it's so hard to find. Everyone's saying, oh, this person coined it or it was invented or discovered over here. There's no real genuine point that people are able to pinpoint. But one thing or the consensus, I should say, Mm -hmm. is it looks like a term that millennials kind of coined. So what I would kind of have to say is, A, why do you think, and I know we already kind of touched based on it in both of our answers, but A, why do you think millennials have coined this term? And B, Mm -hmm. not just that it's been coined, but why do you think it's picked up in popularity? Like I know adulting sounds like a silly word, but everyone says it like interchangeably. So if if I were to hear someone use it in a sentence, I know exactly what they're talking about. I know what the word is, but then at the same time, like, but wait, where did that word, when was the first time I even heard it? So the question isn't where did you hear first, but is it, do you find it kind of almost organic that millennials were the ones to coin it? Yeah, I think it's very fitting that we might've coined coined it because like it's that that weird transition of we're right in the sweet spot between there's the older generation who didn't really have technology didn't really have cell phones and then there's the generation right below us who only know cell phones only know technology we were kind of coming up with it right so it it fits that we have this like Mm. there's the adult right from the older generation and then there's the ing like the the transitioning phase of the younger generation so we kind of like meshed it together so we're kind of like that fusing in between for everything so why not origin of a word adulting right And then I think the way it got widespread was like Twitter, hands down, probably. Do you know what I mean? Like as an umbrella, just because one thing goes on Twitter and then Twitter's on Instagram, Instagram's on Facebook. And so (laughs) social media connects the world in such a like beautiful way, but in such a way that's like that one viral video, everyone knows across the world, like Charlie bit my finger. I'm like dating myself, right? When when was that? 2008? (laughs) Oh, I remember that. And Chocolate Rain. Don't forget about Chocolate Rain. So, but I'm saying like that one video, that one one viral video or tweet or message that meme like it just spreads like wildfire so then adulting this phrase one person used it in a conversation and then that got shared and that got used in a conversation in the real world and then they started using it in their high school so it just kind of went like a like I don't know if you can hear that sound but like a wildfire <laughs> you know and it just kind of spread and got picked up because that's what we do now and even to relate to people we just I feel like relatability is such a huge thing and I don't know if that's from YouTube or that was before YouTube we just all wanted to be relatable anyway that term is just so universal people were like yeah adults you get it I get it we're relatable we're relating to each other we can connect on this you know what is life do you know what I mean 
So that's kind of where I think like where it started, why it makes sense. That's where it started and how it spread. I absolutely agree. I actually written down what I believe why it kind of gained popularity and what I think of it. And you actually hit yeah. that very key word that I was keying in on as well. What I actually had written down before I even started this uh, episode with you is I think the term kind of gained popularity because it's got some humor to it and it's lighthearted. Mm-hmm. It makes uh, it makes mm-hmm. little milestones or progresses in your life relatable to everyone around you. I don't think it's weird that millennials were the ones that loved vlogging and like the shaytards. Mm-hmm. I know that was like a big like vlogging family on YouTube before and stuff like that. And one term that I really love that I think is beautiful that you mentioned is millennials or us, I should say. We are pretty much the bridge between the generation that grew up with limited technology and then the other that were born into it. And that's essentially what you were saying. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so cool. And it almost reminds me of like that Batman meme where Bane's like, I was born into it. And I was like, well, we were the transition. We were like the bridge that were here. So unfortunately, like we might not be as hip because we literally like didn't know how to do this and that. But it's really kind of cool to see maybe that kind of generational divide is kind of what it's starting to boil down into. But I feel like a lot of it Mm -hmm. also, and I know we referenced this at the earlier part of the show is I don't know why, but self-deprecating humor is like so big. I feel like anytime I watch comedy shows, um, at least for millennials, dark humor is like really, really high up there. And a lot of times when I watch something that I think is hilarious, like people older or younger than me be like, Tommy, what are you watching? Like, I don't understand that literally at all. I'm like, and I'm cracking up. I'm on the floor. And at face value, what I'm watching actually probably isn't that funny. But to me, I guess I, I think it's the funniest thing. But I think it's that little right. disconnect where suddenly I'm thinking, oh, wow, maybe mm. we are a little bit different. And it's trying to contextualize and being aware of it, because I feel like essentially if we're not aware of that disconnect, it suddenly brings out that animosity because we don't understand. So immediately that fight or flight response kind of comes up where we start attacking rather than trying to understand. And I feel like some of the misconceptions that happen, and I hate the fact that I use the word millennial so much. I almost, in a weird way, I almost cringe when people say it because I feel like it has such a derogatory term. Just like when people say like boomers, I feel like everyone says, oh, boomer, that's a bad term now. I'm like, well, it's baby boomer. Like I'm talking about a specific generation just like for us we're millennials that's another derogatory term people are seeing so i feel like it's really funny but yet not a coincidence Uh that people kind of have these negative connotations to certain words and adulting definitely being one of them but some of the things i definitely want to bring into you is of course when i'm actually breaking down the term of the word adulting the way i was kind of defining this word is not an actual sentence but just anecdotes when i am adulting now i have the money but I don't have the time. And I feel like that's when it started to hit me saying, oh, now I have the financial means to do, oh, do I want to fill up a pool with jello and just do whatever? Oh, that'd be so funny. I could totally have the money and means to do that now, but I definitely don't have the time. I don't want to clean it. Where do I even find an inflatable pool? It's it's like that kind of mindset. I'm like, wow, like this adulting thing is weird because my responsibility says, Tommy, that probably <laughs> isn't the smartest thing to do. So like for you, did you ever have a moment that slapped you in the face being like, holy smokes, I'm an adult now. You know, I think I'm still, I'm like right before that milestone that you hit where you're like, I don't have time because I 
have to clean it up kind of like I'm right before where you're at right now, because right now I'm at the place where, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm pretty broke because I'm a college student, but I still have a little bit of money in the bank just from like work, like the year I took a gap year between undergrad and grad school. So I have a little bit of money that I saved up, but then, so, and I'm living on my own. Right. So I have the freedom to go out to the grocery store, get what I want, but like, I'm still buying chef boy RD. Right. So like, <laughs> I'm, I'm still, I have the money to do what I want and I'm doing what I want with it, but I'm not at a point where I'm like totally independent. Like you're married and you're, I'm assuming like living on your own in your own place. Like you have your own responsibility. I don't have that quite yet. Like I'm still, I have a landlord. I have a landlady. I'm leaving this place in two weeks. Mm -hmm. So I don't really have, I'm like right before where you're at, but actually, so part of catching up and adulting, I'm actually planning on getting married at the end of the year. God willing, everything goes well. <gasps> Congratulations! <laughs> I didn't even know that. Oh my gosh. That's okay. That's just a, as a life side, but that's what I mean. I'm like right before that. So it's so weird though, because right before I started this rotation, I knew like, okay, so I'm planning to get married at the end of the year. Like, you know, God willing, everything goes well. I'm going to be moving down there. We're getting our own apartment or whatever. Um, so I'm going to use Scranton as like a, as like my practice, right? I'll be living on my own. I'll be doing my own grocery shopping. And then here we are two months into it. And I'm still <laughs> buying Chef Boyardee at the grocery store. So like, so all that to say, there's this like mental getting prepared for adulting, but then there's that physical, like, I can't, I'm not there yet, but I feel like it's going to hit me and it's going to hit me hard, but it'll be a transition. And I'm lucky, right? Like I get to do it with somebody. Like we get to kind of figure it out together. And he's, he's a great guy. So like, luckily he's going to be judged. What's the word? Um, he's not going to be judgy about it or critical of it. And same with me. Like, we're both going to be like, we're going to be very forgiving. That's the word I'm looking for. Forgiving of each other's kind of downfall of, okay, it's fine, but we'll, we'll be more responsible next time we're we're going to figure it out. We have to like get it into shape. And he's actually really much better than I am. So anyway, all that to say, I'm right before where you are. So I haven't had that like, yo, I'm an adult, like get your ish together <laughs> quite yet. But I feel like it's coming. I see it on the horizon. Well, first of all, I feel like Chef Boyardee has to sponsor us soon because that would be <laughs> awesome. I'll be sending you shipments of Chef Boyardee then. Yes. <laughs> no, wait, Tommy, no, I can't fall into the childish temptation. <laughs> we just talked about this. I actually think that's a really, really good way of putting it. I feel like what I'm realizing through the conversation slowly is adulting is almost like you're more aware of your responsibilities. Like, mm -hmm. you know what you have to do, but you also know what you want to do. And it's trying to strike that balance. Like right now, I am currently working remotely, which is fantastic, but it has its drawbacks as well. And whenever I'm off of work, I can do essentially whatever I want. If I, like I said, that dumb idea as a terrible metaphor, I don't know, I'm still using it, but if I want to go to the grocery store, buy like 50 Jello packets and make a big pool of Jello, I mean, technically I can do that. Will my wife want that? Probably not. <laughs> but then the adult in me saying, you know, is that the best use of time? Because then you're going to have to somehow find a pool, explain it to your wife, make sure your cat doesn't jump in it. And like, what, what, blah, blah. Like, and then that's when the adulting side being like, you know, or, or you could maybe just make dinner for your wife and like work ahead so you could have, you could get off Friday a little early. And for me, I'm like, oh, actually, that sounds a little bit better. And then in that context, I'd be like, oh man, Tommy, you're adulting so hard right now. You're doing great. But it, it's almost like that funny way where we're like, kind of like, what you're saying it's so forgiving though i think one thing that i thought of when i was a child is oh when i'm an adult i'll know or when i'm an adult everything will make mm -hmm, sense mm -hmm. but it's not until i was older or and now i am an adult i realized life is a lot more forgiving i think when i was younger i was so dramatic saying if i make a mistake i'm going to yeah. die 
Uh, but I feel like that's kind of like how, and I don't want to be mean and kind of shift it politically or anything, but our education system almost did it in that way with like the D.A.R.E. program. If you do any drugs, you will die. And our sex ed program, if you oh, have yeah. sex, you will die. <laughs> yes, and I'm yes, like, yes. oh my God, I'm not going to do, like if I sneeze wrong, I will die. But now I, I've made my fair share of mistakes and I'm like, oh my God, what's the worst thing that happened? And I look around and sometimes the consequences are bad, but I'm like, oh, it was bad. Life still went exactly. on. Like everything continues to move forward and for me that was super duper humbling so it's kind of fun to hear you be like oh it's gonna smack me in the face and i'm like um Ansa, you're pretty great and you're much more well prepared than you probably think so whatever this adulting responsibilities or everyone likes to joke saying oh yeah you know Ansu's just smiling and has a good attitude because the responsibilities of real life hasn't crushed her soul yet and i'm like well that could be true but like (laughs) why can't we still smile and be like yo the world's burning around it's kind of like that one meme with the dog in the kitchen (laughs) like like, everything is fine that's like what millennials are like (laughs) i could be late on rent and my water will be shut off but i'll be sitting in my kitchen with my cat be like wow everything will be fine we'll figure it out and i feel like that's what adulting is in a way like it's almost for every millennial or everyone on social media or every person that's just going through something like and it could be something as dumb as oh i just changed my headlights out today oh adulting whereas that sounds so dumb but sometimes i'm like hey hats off to you like you didn't have to go to a mechanic you didn't like that's awesome but other people will be like well you should have done that to begin with and i'm like Why do you have to rain on my parade? I'm just trying to be happy right now. Give myself a little bit of a high five. So like, that's why it's so nice to hear from you being like, oh yeah, like I feel like I'm a step behind, but I would make the argument saying no. I feel like you are making adulting decisions, if you will. Like I know the Chef Boyardee thing is silly and fun, but in a way you're kind of being responsible financially, being like, hey, if you want to go out and, you know, spend a bunch of money on like truffles and things like that and caviar, sure. But like, I'm sure part of you're like, you know, there's probably better ways to spend this money, right? Yeah, right, right, right. I, I have to say there's that voice in my head that tells me that, but then there's there's the there's the part of me that's also like, but I'll make that money back, right? And it's like, no, girl, like get yours together. Just be responsible now. But no, I do hear what you're saying. I think it, it's such a fine line between what you want to do, what you're going, like what you have to do, but we're all just figuring it out, right? And I think that's kind of the beauty of what this podcast does for me too because I always try to reach out to people that I very much admire but it's always that very humbling moment where we're all in different phases of our lives and no matter how well put together we might seem from the outside because that's what social media does right anytime anyone looks on social media everyone says wow look at how great this person's life is or mm-hmm. uh, like the outside looking at it, I could be like oh Anta's going back to school she's absolutely crushing it but in your head you're like what is Tommy talking about and same with you you're like Tommy you're married you have a house I'm like you got a car yeah, or whatever yeah, and right. you have a cat that you love that I know you talk about so that's great and i'm sitting here being like yo how do you how do you like start like how do you start a fire without a lighter like i want to light this candle and i can't find a lighter like where's my magnifying glass how can i do this and so it's kind of funny because outside looking in people draw these kind of conclusions unfairly but i feel like that's another kind of layer that comes into adulting a lot of people almost paint this fake image of themselves on a social media way so it starts to almost have this fomo Mm -hmm. aspect where people feel like they almost have to put this portrayal and be like oh i am such an adult look i got this car by myself or i did this and that so they almost now use it in that way you know not to like cut you off but when you're while you're saying that that kind of makes me feel like first of all we have to always remember and it's hard to but like 
everything we think we talk about, even like in a casual conversation is the highlight reel, right? Like nobody knows. It's just the tip of the iceberg. But uh, while you're saying that, it, I, I kind, it kind of makes me feel like that's the origin of the self-deprecation almost, right? Because there's comparison happening, even if it's not like consciously, even if we don't post to be like, I'm better than you or you're better than me, even if it's not like a conscious thing, when we scroll through social media or we talk to our friends and see where their life is at, there's just this internal human nature of comparison. So I think our generation, because everything is laid out on social media, we've had... How do I phrase this? It's almost like we feel like we have to prove ourselves because everyone else is, oh my gosh, they're my age and they've accomplished this or they're like at this point in their life and they've already done this. So I have to kind of also prove, but then their self-deprecating comes from, oh, if I'm not there yet, I feel bad. But then we have to turn it into a sense of humor where we're like, oh, LOL, but it's fine because I'm like still figuring it out. LOL, LOL. Like, you know, it's that we turn that self-deprecating comparison. And, and the other thing is, I don't know, like you were saying your parents are immigrants too. My parents were okay with it, but I know with my aunts and uncles and like other just members of the Indian community, there's a lot of comparison between kids like growing up, right? And everything was a competition like that oh, but Susie's kids did this and Bob's kids did that and whatever, you know, this, that, and the third. Oh, yeah. But that didn't go away just because our generation is older now. We just do it among ourselves. And I'm sure, you know, I'm not a parent yet, but I'm sure people our age who have kids are going to do it eventually with their kids. Not because there's anything wrong with them. It's just human nature to do that. But our generation has it where every, like at least in our parents' generation, we got compared to the neighbor's kids or the, you know, cousins or the, you know, immediate community. Social media like totally blew that up. I know I keep talking about social media, but I feel like that's a lot of this conversation about adulting and generational wars and whatever that is comes from this, like everything is laid out on the table online. So you have even like you're in, inundated with this person's life and this person's highlight reel. So you're constantly like, I'm not enough or I'm not adulting quickly enough, whatever it is, you know, even though it's not like you might not be the forefront of your thought, it's definitely like hits at a subconscious level and not to ramble here, but it makes me almost feel bad for like the generation below us because again, at least we're that bridge where we grew up without it for some time. So we still have this, I feel like, you know, every generation criticizes the one below them, but we have maybe this more of a level-headedness where we're like, okay, we can step away from our phones, maybe talk to people in real life. Whereas the kids below us, that's all they know that, and hopefully, you know, Again, I'm not a parent. I don't have a kid. My brother is 18. I don't know what kids are really going through right now. They still probably get out and have real life relationships. But from what I can see, I just hope it's not amplified even more than the comparison and self-deprecation we're doing now. I don't know if all of that made sense, but... No, it did. I know that you mentioned that you don't want to shine too much of a light over to the social media, but I feel like we wouldn't be doing this term justice without it because that's essentially where the word adulting originated from. But you bring up such a great point because I feel like even today, we are unsure of the significant impacts that social media has on the psyche of everyone growing Mm -hmm. up. The way that uh, the baby boomers have been influenced via Facebook or the way that millennials use it in ways to be able to be more deliberately manipulative or the way that the generation below us, they don't know any better to them. They're like, why are you freaking out about social media? It's just social media, which is true, but they're not thinking of the bigger Mm -hmm. picture. But I almost think of it in a comical sense where I feel like 
psychologists have like an embarrassment of riches to pick from right now. Like they are able to kind of map everything like, oh my gosh, look at this person and this, that, look at this interaction via just this chat room server. Like look at how it's like the Lord of the Flies here right now. What's going on? So it's really, really neat to kind of be able to see it happen, but at the same time have those reservations and kind of like what you said, I don't have a child either. And so it's one of those difficult conversations I have in my head saying, if I was a parent, how would I react? Mm -hmm. Because of course in my head and me feeling like I'm a child, everyone says, oh, I'm going to be the cool dad. I'm going to be so down to it. But then I already feel that disconnect. And I know I jokingly said, oh, like TikTok and I don't know. That's like a that's like a nice vine, I'm assuming, and figuring out. Uh, There's a lot of fun things to post on there. But other than that, I feel so disconnected where I'm like, wow, I don't know what's on the radio. I don't know. Uh when. So I am now that adult. And I feel like when I was able to draw that line is like when I stay up really late, like and I wake up the next day I'm legitimately like sore like I didn't even do right? anything I just sat on the couch it's like <laughs> yes. two in the morning and I'm like what am I doing why am I watching this documentary yes. I go to sleep I wake up and I'm like oh my why am I Tired. stiff I didn't work out I didn't do anything and my body starts to betray me and I know that's a more comedic sense but one additional way I kind of wanted to kind of take a different perspective is how do you think high school onsu would have defined what being an adult means oh wow um high school onsu okay so so growing up, I had a lot of older cousins. I know I, I keep talking about my family, but I, I really looked up to my older cousins because I thought they were so cool. They were in school. They were getting jobs. So I think adulting to high school and Sue looked like, you know, you went through college, like you knew what your life path was going to be. You you had responsibilities and you made your parents proud. You kind of just figured life out. There was no learning curve, so to speak. It kind of just came to you. But then again, high school and Sue was also not that. I was introspective, but not very, like I was not looking 10 years ahead. You know, everyone's like, oh, where do you see your life in 10 years? I'm like, bro, I'm trying to live in the 10 seconds right now. Bro, I don't even know I'm <laughs> so, having for dinner tonight. Right, right, <laughs> right. So I can't really honestly say I could describe to you adulting. Like if you asked high school and Sue, she'd be like, oh, I'll get there when I get there. You know, I just would have maybe put it off or, you know, I, but I think it, my idea, like subconscious idea of adulting would have come from, oh, my adults are at the age that I'm at now. And that they seem to have figured everything out. They dress nicely. They are very polite. And some of them are married now and all X, Y, and Z, you know? So there was high school ones who might've said, okay, something like my cousin's lives look like. So that is such a nice way to put it only because I feel like once again, you're reminding me of why I was so grateful gravitating towards you that Ansu I think you're not far from the truth I felt like she would have said oh like I'll figure it out like when I cross that bridge I'll get there but that is quintessential she lived in the moment she you you love the life you love to have fun and that's what it was like why would you stress out about something that's so ambiguous and things like that and like I was also thinking of it my way too. Uh, the high school version of me I like I, I've had podcasts where I'd kind of discuss I feel like I changed a lot since then but the essence of that high school Tommy is still here but I feel like I've hopefully made changes and matured a little or let's say I've adulted and now I have being able to see the world a little bit differently kind of thing and I would have been the same way but to me in a more real context I think high school Tommy would have said it's just and it sounds so dumb it's just someone who has a job that goes to an office comes home and uh you know Mm. and when I was like younger I was like why would adults just go like their adult friends all they do is oh they go out to eat dinner and they come home and I'm like that's not 
what is that? That's not hanging. Like when I hang out with my friends, we we play rock band, we watch movies, we we just sit, eat junk food. But like adults, they go out to eat and they schedule lunch dates and then they come home and they only spend 45 minutes and they're like, oh, that was that was like uplifting. I'm like, are you are you insane? Like, what are you talking about? You just ate at Panera and you call that hanging out. But like, it's funny because now I look back and how immature those thoughts were, because now I know and this is now we're getting meta on Sue. It's when we actually talked about this episode or even you coming on. I was like, isn't it funny that we have to schedule time just to have a conversation? Like, that's what adulting has now brought us to do. So now I feel like high school Tommy would think back being like, why are you having to schedule conversation with someone who you consider a friend? Like, is that what adults do? But that's kind of what also sparks these ideas of. And I think that's why this episode is kind of all over the place, but not in a bad way, whether it's social media, whether it's whatever our background might be on what we think adulting or adults do, I think it's so neat to kind of see how it has been embodied. And so I know we kind of jumped into like a lot of these different rabbit holes. And the one thing I always like to do is ask that question again from the very top to see if your answer has changed at all. Ansu, how would you define or what is adulting? Oh boy. Yeah. After kind of going in a circle, adulting, I think it really is just figuring it out and kind of saying, okay, these are the responses responsibilities presented to me. And if it seems like that's what an adult would do, it seems like that's what I have to do. And I have to figure out how to do it now. (laughs) So that's not the most articulate answer or definition. Not like Randy, what's his name (laughs) described it. I think he put it perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he's listening to this episode for sure. You know, right. Randy Patterson, I think put it perfectly, but I think it, it, I think the millennial generation just fits it so well. We're really in this transition between, okay, we're coming up as kids and we are transitioning into this era of responsibility of learning to go to bed sooner or not, you know, scheduling time in your day to hang out with friends. That transitioning is what adulting is, I think. So absolutely. And I definitely agree with you. I think the way I would define it or some of the underlying themes have been that self-deprecation, the relatability of one another, and just all these different kind of things definitely contribute to what that word can mean. But I think another funny thing is it's a perfect embodiment of who and what millennials are. Adulting are what millennials think adults do. And the best way to contextualize that in another real quick story is like, I feel like it. my parents, uh, I'm, I'm going to turn 29 this year. So my parents at my age, I feel like we're talking about finances and interest rates and what's the, how can we find better car? And I'm sitting here thinking, man, I really like those backpacks with those domes that you could put a cat in. Cause I think that would be so, and I guarantee, and maybe I'm sure my parents had silly thoughts. Don't get me wrong, but I guarantee you the thoughts that are rolling through my head are much more childish and much more immature, just in a comedic context, but in a much more serious way. Like I know I'm saying that as a funny story, but if you looked at my internet history, you would be shocked and not in it like, in an inappropriate way, but I would just be looking up random products being like, Tommy, why were you looking at this? I'm like, I don't know. I thought it was kind of cool, but like, (laughs) I feel like that's what millennials are, right? We're lighthearted. We don't take ourselves too seriously. And I think that's a really big thing I admire. There's a lot of bad things that people could 
a tribute to millennials or different generations. Like when I see Gen Zers, oh, I don't come up with this kind of context of, oh, this is what all Gen Z people are like. But for me, for millennials specifically, I think they're just the perfect embodiment of what adulting is or what they think it is. And so it's really cool because we just almost deflect all the time. We understand the world around us isn't the best. And instead of leaning in and getting cold and angry, and I'm not, and this isn't me saying other generations do this. So please don't hear what I'm not saying. But what I'm trying to explain is we're not leaning in and letting it get to us. We're using comedy as like a deflection. We're using it as a way to be like, hey, we're all going through it together. It's not like only I am the one that has a pipe that first. And now I owe, well, a part of adulting is we just go with it. So it's like this word almost originated through social media so we could all kind of connect with each other. And that was a really beautiful thing that you brought up and kind of drew that parallel, which was, Anza, you're just crushing it. See? (laughs) You know, Tommy, while you're saying that too, I'm actually, I'm looking at a mug that's sitting on my desk and it was give like it was gifted to me by somebody a couple of years ago. And it was for one, it was a birthday gift. And it literally says, so it turns out being an adult is mostly just looking stuff up. Yes. Which is like the fact that first of all, somebody made that mug completely unrelated (laughs) to me. Right. So they were thinking it. And then my co- my cousin, I think, is the one who gifted it to me. They saw it and they were like, "That's relatable." And then they gave it to me because they were no, like, they "You're saw not and they're like, this is know? for Ansu." Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so and then like it's just sitting here, and it, it wasn't even in my room until like two days ago, maybe. So. It's just full circle of like what you're saying is it's just being an adult is it very much embodies a millennial, but it's just all of us kind of like, you know what, we're looking it up. And it, it, like you said, too, it, it really is. We know what's out there. We know what life has, but it's just a way for us to deal with it. I think it's like just another coping me- mechanism is us calling it adulting and us doing it in a way that's like, OK, we'll make it easier on ourselves by doing it this way, by adulting this way. You know, I think you absolutely. Absolutely nailed it. I think whenever I'm with my friends, the last thing I'm going to talk about is, oh, did you file your taxes on time? Or what is your tax distribution? What bracket are you in? Or blah. No, I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, Tommy, what were you doing before I got here? Oh, you know, just some adulting stuff. I just got uh, my HOA fees out, blah, blah. But anyway, let's talk about things that we actually want to talk about. So blah, 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 blah. What shows are you watching? So it's really cool. We're just like, no, we're not going to let the mundane part of our lives take over. We're just we are at our essence. And I think that's one thing, no matter what you want to say about, you know, this generation, how we've been influenced by social media, how we're lazy or whatever. I think the one thing I am very proud, because a lot of the time, sometimes I am embarrassed to be like connected with the quote unquote millennial and things like that. But the one thing I'm not embarrassed about and one thing I'm very proud of is I feel like millennials are very connected with themselves. They they have a personality. They are themselves and they mm-hmm. are they aren't afraid to show off who they are. And it's really cool because millennials essentially made being a nerd cool. Comic books are now cool. Playing yes. Dungeons and Dragons yes. are now cool. Yes. Stranger Things is cool. I guarantee you back in like the 90s and even early 2000s, you don't even talk about that. Like even Pokemon cards low key were like, oh, nerd. And I'm like, oh, God, I got to hide right? my Yu-Gi-Oh cards. I got to hide my now Pokemon Go right? all around the world. Like, yeah, I feel like yes, that's something yes, I'm 100%. proud of. Like millennials. Yeah, we are lazy. Yeah. We are. We, we are annoying. That. But at the same time. 
when we get happy, we're like a happy nuke that explodes and we force other people be like, you're not happy. I'm going to force you to whether you like it. Or not. So it's so cool. It's like me and you, we tag team it and we embody. We're like, hey, you're not happy. We're going to smile so hard at you. You are your soul will be uplifted. And I feel like that is just so cool. And oh, man, Ansa, this is just so much fun just being able to. But I feel like you honestly nailed it, though. I feel like that's exactly what adulting is for me, at least. And that's kind of what I'm going to embody. So if anyone were to ever ask, like, oh, hey, Tommy, uh, what is adult? I'd be like, oh, hold on. I got an episode for you and it's going to be amazing. (laughs) (laughs) So with that being said, I always like to have a palate cleanser question to kind of change things up and also able to give a little bit more personality, get to know Ansu in a little bit of a different way as well. But what would your last meal be? Let's say, you know, calories are out the window. This is the very last thing you are able to consume. So you got to make this work. Oh, Tommy, you didn't even have to explicitly say that. That wasn't even part of the consideration. <laughs> that wasn't even in my mindset when <laughs> I made my menu. Right. Are you kidding me? <laughs> are you kidding? Calor- Forget it. <laughs> if no. you say Chef Boyardee's, I'm kicking you out. I, you're no. out of here. Sorry. <laughs> Chef Boyardee's just pulled their sponsorship since no. I said that. So <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh, absolutely would not. I probably would have had it the meal before my last one just to you know just so we're clear but the pre-game your uh, last meal you would have opened up one can to be like this is for old times that's right no okay so my last meal okay I have to tell you just again on the spirit of catching up real quick so I'm in Scranton right home of the office our connection to each other the you know oh maybe we can save this for after the podcast but I have to bring us back full circle for a moment I don't know if you remember, but my freshman year of college, so like undergrad, right? I went to Westchester University. I think that was the year that the office was wrapping up, right? I don't know if you remember this and where this is going. So I think I know um, where this is going. At the wrap up, they wanted to do like a parade in Scranton with all the actors and the celebrities. And I I remember we were talking about it, like messaging, because we like, you know, obviously we were outside of, of high school. I was at Westchester. But we're messaging each other about, oh, my God, like, Unsu, oh, my God, Tommy, like, the Scranton office party parade is happening in Scranton. We have to go. We're in Pennsylvania. It's only two hours away, right? Like, we were really, like, about it. And then me, goody two-shoes, right out of high school, it's like, but, and, like, mind you, I'm in college, like, living on campus. And I'm like, but, like, I have to ask my parents, and I know they're going to say no, you know? So, like, <laughs> that just was shot. But I just, now the fact that I'm in Scranton is just, like and we're talking and having this podcast two weeks before I have to move out is just it's just insane to me that full circle movement that I ended up in Scranton and you're kind of with me here in spirit but anyway the reason I bring that up is because I'm in Scranton my actually future husband came up to visit me this weekend and we went to Cooper's Seafood House so you know <gasps> it's not, yeah yes. right you know and as soon as I said it Cooper's so we went there and then we had this lobster mac and cheese and Tommy oh my gosh if you are ever in Scranton, come, well, I, you know, I'm not the pickiest food eater, so I don't even know if this is a good recommendation, but like I would have that as my last meal because it was just mac and cheese was so cheesy. It was so comforting. The lobster, I love seafood. Oh my Dude, I don't even know. That's just, that's my answer. Um, <laughs> that literally hits like every palate on your tongue. It's buttery. It's salty. <laughs> right? It's melty. It's chewy. It's just literally like it goes straight to your soul. You know, people are like, oh, yes. that food will go to your thigh. No, that food will stick no. to your soul. It goes deeper. Right. <laughs> and then I had a like a Maryland bisque right after that. And like my favorite food, I, this is going to sound so lame and make me sound like I'm an 80 year old woman. But my favorite food in the world is soup, which is I know that's so weird. I know that I like, love soup. 
Onsu. Oh my. Okay. All right. This is we're we're treading on very dangerous waters right now. This is we are about oh to have God. the reunion to end all reunions. <laughs> I'm serious. So, okay. So you have to come, you have to have the soup, you have to have the mac and cheese, but like, I'd have to have a bowl of soup with that. Just not because I go together, but just because if I'm going to have a last meal. All right. What's your favorite soup though? It doesn't have to match the ops or mac and cheese with it. Like that's not, you know, you don't have to match during your last meal. Sometimes people are like, oh, that and that doesn't go together. I'm like, excuse me. These are my favorite foods and I don't care if they don't because I'm going to die. So I'm going to eat this and enjoy (laughs) it. Oh, my favorite soup. That's tough. I, ooh. I'm bad at favorites. I can't, I can't choose one. I'm so sorry. I have to, I have to. <laughs> I'm trying to pigeon, I'm trying to pigeonhole you. And you're like, no, you can't do this to me right now. It's like making me pick yeah, a child right? that I love the most. That's not happening. <laughs> yeah. So I can't, I can't choose that, but I would have some kind of soup. Maybe that Maryland bisque, honestly, I'm so open-ended. I'd be like, you know what? If that's my last meal, I'll take it. Like it was good. I'm happy to go out that way. <laughs> like, you know. Now what beverages will be complimenting kind of the soup and the lobster mac that you have that, and of course, we have to talk about dessert soon, too. Oh, shoot. Yeah. OK, so beverages. OK, so is this so I have type one diabetes. I don't know if you remember from high school, but is this like sugar restricted or no? <laughs> like, can I have whatever drink? You know what? All I'm going to say is this is your last meal. Yeah, that's so true. Is that something that would be in your mind? That's true. If that was kind of mm, going. Yeah. You know what? If I was going to die within the next second, I'd have a good like I'd have a juice. Like I'd have juice. <laughs> Oh, I like how you're like saying I'm going to sound like an 80 year old woman by saying soup. Oh, how about drink? You know, I would love a juice box. You know, that'd be pretty awesome with a little bendy straw. That would be so great. (laughs) Okay, next Capri Sun, actually. (laughs) Okay, I meant more like a cran mango by Ocean Spray. Yeah, I know. I'm just making (laughs) it. That's so funny. I'm just all over the timeline here. Yeah. (laughs) Right. But how about, okay, now, so some some nice kind of juice that's really refreshing to kind of counteract how savory all your meals and stuff is. But how about dessert? Oh, okay. So we'd have to go back to savory, like a molten lava chocolate cake. I love, love. Or like- With ice cream? Oh, I was just going to say, or ice cream cake. I love, I love the crumbly chocolate inside ice cream cake. Like, oh, you know, like the like the like the cookie yes, crumble thing I that they do. I love that. I love that. So either just that <laughs> on top of let me just say I've had cream. a lot of guests on here, so this might be kind of a very polarizing thing to say, but you have the most exquisite and excellent palate that I have ever had on here. Everything you're saying, I'm like, because sometimes I'm like, uh, yeah, I mean, I like it, but like, I don't like it that much. Would that uh-huh. be my last meal? But everything you're saying, I'm like. <laughs> Are you me? Sorry, I think that's I don't think that's because it's a universe. I think it's just us. Like, I think we're just really similar. If anybody else heard this, they'd be like, are you crazy? Like, why? That's disgusting. Please never talk about that again. It sounds so good, though. Oh, my. OK, it so the does. meal would be you're going to. OK, how about this? You're going to start your appetizer. You get a nice soup and it could be whatever soup you yeah. want or whatever mood okay. you're in that day. You finish up that <laughs> soup. You get a nice big bowl of delicious lobster mac and cheese. And then you get to finish the whole thing with either ice cream cake or like a nice hot uh, lava cake kind of thing. That mm-hmm. oh, and, and you mm-hmm. wash it all down with juice, of course, of course. Right. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> that actually sounds phenomenal, which is awesome. But oh, Ansu, it's have we already been talking for like an hour? That's unbelievable, right? Oh my gosh, yeah, have we? Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> and like, I feel like we still talked about like nothing. <laughs> 
<laughs> like right, we have so right? many more things to talk about. So I'm actually equally excited to talk to you about everything when the you know episode is over. But besides that, Ansu, <laughs> I know you know the whole deal and things like that. But before I ask you the very last question, what have you been up to? This is typically where I kind of ask uh, if anyone's ever working on anything or if you want to shine awareness. Normally, if I have other podcasters, this is kind of where they plug podcasts. But if you have anything that you want to pull attention to, it could literally be anything. I know uh-huh. uh, I actually had one of my guests that hasn't aired yet, the episode. Uh, that's when the Stop Asian Hate thing was happening. So they went to uh, kind of shine a light into that. If you have a podcast or any works that you're working on, you could shine a light to oh, or yeah. just really anything. Is there any kind of thing where what have you been up to or just anything like that? If it's about bringing awareness, honestly, right now, the thing that comes forefront to mind is COVID in India. I, I'll be honest, like I haven't researched exactly what the donations and things are doing, but I know a lot of people on Instagram are sharing, you know, bringing awareness, whether it's donating to help bring oxygen to people in India, they're really having a hard time with COVID. There's a different variant going on over there. They're really having a hard time. So, you know, obviously my parents are from India, my fa- my family in India. So I think just bringing awareness to that, even if it's not donation or time, I know that's really hard, especially whatever age group your listeners are in, even if it's prayers, like thinking about people in India, just being considerate of all people. People just because you don't know what they're suffering with. You don't know if their family's going through anything. So just plugging like there are hardships everywhere. It's not to belittle it, but really right now, India is just having a hard time. So sending prayers and well wishes their way is just what I'd like to plug. <laughs> Absolutely. And for all you listeners out there in the show doc, I'm going to probably put some type of way to kind of donate something over to India for this cause. So if any of you guys listening would like to kind of pay it forward and things like that, just kind of go look over at the show doc right there. And then I'd really love any kind of appreciation and kind of thoughts that you're able to contribute to and things like that. And of course, Ansu, I know you even said you're thinking about this specific question even before the episode started. But before we go, what is some life advice? What is something Ansu can tell all the listeners out there trying to go through life right now? What is some Ansu advice? (laughs) Yeah, I had to think about it because I didn't know what I'd share. But initially, I was going to say, you know, trust yourself, give yourself some more credit than you think you deserve. But it kind of morphed as I was thinking about it into give other people credit too. you know, like you never know what somebody else, like I was just saying that you never know what somebody else is going through. Try to think that there's always two sides to every story. So if somebody's rude to you one day, just kind of put yourself in their shoes or you don't even put yourself in their shoes. Just take a beat and think, I don't know what that person's going through. They don't know what I'm going through. Be a little forgiving. Just be kind to people. That's what it morphed into is give other people credit too. I'm not saying be walked all over, but I am saying be a little forgiving, be kind, uh, be consider it. So that's all I have. I know it's nothing philosophical, but that's the best I got for you. Well, first of all, kind of what you said, give people credit and give yourself credit. Ansa, that was a beautiful thing to say. So I'm not going to let you say it wasn't that philosophical because it totally was. <laughs> but kind of look what she said, listeners, everyone has their own story. So don't try to judge their book. I'm just hoping that I'm going to be part of Ansu's story going forward. I'm so Aww. happy that we're able to reconnect. But now it's your turn, listeners. How about you think about that question? What is adulting? So it's your turn to think about the question. What does it all mean to you? Don't be afraid to really dive deep and ponder the question. Until next time.